Before we get to today's show, got to take a second and tell you guys about Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's a CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Everywhere you look, these guys' reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain or arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety, pretty much you name it. CBD is also all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is just flat-out rich and tasty, and personally, I couldn't recommend it anymore to you guys. Check it out for yourself today. You can actually receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. With that, welcome into the show, Harrison Wint here on a Wednesday. This is, of course, the BSN Nuggets podcast, and we are presented by Total Beverage. At Total Beverage right now, for BSN listeners, you guys can get 30% off your purchase of $25 or more by using the code BSN2019. You can do that online or on the Total Beverage app. And of course, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, also now as CBD products as well. So if you guys are in need of beer, wine, liquor, spirits, maybe CBD is more your thing, hit up Total Beverage online, hit up their app, and type in that code BSN2019. You'll get 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. Also, make sure to order up some Strawberry Sky, the beer of the summer. You won't regret it. On today's show, a bit of news coming down Tuesday morning that I got to fill you guys in on. The Nuggets have finally signed Bull Bull. He's signed, sealed, and delivered. He's going to be on a two-way contract next season, at least to start. Denver could always convert that to a regular standard NBA contract as long as they have an open roster spot, which they still have right now. But he will start on that two-way deal, it looks like. So I'll give you guys my reaction to that, what that means Talk about Bull Bull in general because he's just a fascinating prospect, the fascinating guy on the Nuggets right now. Somebody who I'm incredibly high on. I'm a believer in Bull Bull. Now, he's a project, a long-term project, and I don't think we're going to see much from him this year at all. I don't think he'll have an impact with Denver really at all this season. But long-term, I think he could. So I'll talk about him a little bit and what that two-way contract means for him next season. Also, we've got another Team Serbia win to talk about in their definitely toughest matchup so far at the FIBA World Cup. They were able to get by Italy in a game that was probably a little closer than the score indicated. So I'll fill you in on what went down in that Jokic versus Gallinari matchup that tipped off 5.30 a.m. Wednesday morning. It's okay if you weren't up to watch it. I was. So I can definitely fill you in on what happened. Team Spain also got another one as well. Wancho had a double-double in that victory. So uh, the Nuggets at the World Cup, off to a really good start, except for Mason Plumlee and Team USA, who lost to Turkey the other night. So I'll get to that FIBA World Cup update in a few moments in the latter half of the show. I did want to start off with Bol Bol, though, because it's kind of been a storyline here that hasn't been much of anything that's alarming per se because sometimes it just takes prospects that are in certain situations that get drafted to get signed to their teams. Uh, there still are a couple, I believe, at the time of this recording that were still unsigned. And today, for second-round picks, I believe was the date that you had to either sign them to deals or tender them so you would still have their rights uh, but Denver got that done with Bull Bull. I think there's still one first-round pick, Chimi Okeke from Auburn, a guy I actually really liked in the draft, but 
He's injured. I think there's talk he'll take a redshirt year, so the Magic are probably trying to work out what kind of contract they're going to do with him. But when it comes to Bull Bull, Denver gets that done with him Wednesday morning, and it's a two-way deal. No big surprise there. I've been saying on this podcast for quite a while and writing that they were going to get him done on that two-way deal most likely, and they still do have that open roster spot right now. I think the thinking with that is a couple different things. A, they're right up against the luxury tax. I don't think they want to go over that right now. At least that's just my speculation on it. B, I think they wouldn't mind keeping that roster spot open just so they have a little bit more maneuverability. If there's a trade that comes along and they can absorb an extra body into that roster spot, and I think they like that flexibility. And C, maybe they're leaving it open to potentially convert Bull Bull's contract at some point during the season because that is an option that's on the table. If he is in the G League and he's performing really well, and Denver wants to speed this process up a bit, they could convert that contract to a regular NBA deal during the season. Maybe speed up the process is a bad word, but maybe if they just wanted to, for some reason, they definitely could convert that deal to a regular standard NBA deal as long as they did have an open roster spot. But you guys probably know most of the specifics on two-way deals by now. I've certainly been talking about them on this podcast enough with how much success Denver's had with guys on that type of contract. But just to go over the basics, on a two-way deal, players are allowed to spend 45 days with their NBA team during the G League season. Now, the last part is an important caveat because that 45-day clock only begins once the G League season begins. So, Bobo and also Tyler Cook, who's the other player the Nuggets have signed on a two-way deal right now, they'll be with the team, obviously, right now throughout the summer, through training camp, through the preseason, through really the first few weeks of the regular season because the G League season doesn't start until November 8th. And that's when that two-way clock begins. Right when the G League season starts, and I believe the first G League game is scheduled for November 8th. So they can only spend 45 days, Bull Bull and Tyler Cook, with the Nuggets from around November 8th until when the G League playoffs begin, which right now, based on the G League schedule that was put out, I think last week or a couple weeks ago, they'll start around the end of March, around March 31st is the tentative date that they have right now for the G League playoffs. So between November 8th and March 31st, roughly, Two-way players can only spend 45 days with their NBA teams, but they can be with them, obviously, throughout training camp and the preseason, the first few weeks of the NBA season. And then once the G League playoffs start, at the end of March, beginning of April, obviously through the playoffs, two-way players can obviously be with their NBA teams and that 45-day clock is no longer in effect. Where will Bobo go and Tyler Cook go? In terms of their G League affiliates, of course, the Nuggets don't have one, and ideally, they would have one. Uh, In a perfect world, they would have one, and by now, the Nuggets definitely should have a G League team. Uh, I think it's inexcusable that they don't, because in this day and age, NBA teams don't view G League teams as a luxury. They view it as a necessity, and that should be standard operating procedure, at least in my opinion, across the entire league. But that's not the world we're living in right now. Nuggets won't have a G League team this season. I haven't heard about anything for next season. They were close on one a few years back, but 
those plans really fizzled and there hasn't been much or really any rumors of one being close since. That could change in a hurry because those plans could come together, but I haven't heard of anything, you know, in the near future right now. Anyways, last season, Thomas Welsh was on a two-way deal. Brandon Goodwin was on a two-way deal. Jared Vanderbilt played a bunch of minutes in the G League last year. Uh, They sent Vanderbilt to the Delaware Bluecoats, if I'm not mistaken. Thomas Welsh played some of the year with Capital City and then transferred him to Iowa. And then Brandon Goodwin, he was with the Iowa Wolves as well with Welsh. So, Bull Bull, Tyler Cook, whoever else Denver looks to assign to the G League this season, I think Vanderbilt probably should play a bunch of G League minutes as well this year. Maybe they wind up in one of those places. Maybe they wind up elsewhere. Teams that don't have G League affiliates, and right now it's only Denver and Portland, they assign their players to the G League through what's called the flex assignment rule. And really from my understanding of it, the Nuggets and whatever G League team wants to take on these players just kind of form that partnership together. The downsides of that, of course, it's not your own coaches that you hired. It's not your own player development staff that you hired. It's not your own training staff that you hired. These G League teams are obviously not in the Nuggets' backyard. Like if Denver had a G League team in, say, Las Vegas or Colorado Springs or Kansas City, that would obviously be a lot closer than Delaware or than Capital City. Iowa was kind of close, but it's still just not the same when you don't have your direct personnel that the Nuggets hired working for those G League teams. So that's obviously a huge downside. That's a clear one. But then again, Denver has really proved here over the last few years that they can develop guys in the G League without a direct affiliate. It's not ideal. And like I just said, at this point in time, it's absolutely inexcusable that the Nuggets don't have a G League team. But they've proven in the past that they can send Monte Morris to Rio Grande. They can send Torrey Craig to Sioux Falls. They can even send Malik Beasley, who played a bunch of games for Sioux Falls a couple years ago. And they can work on their games. They can get some really meaningful minutes and improve as players and eventually contribute to the Nuggets. That formula has been there. They've somehow, and... I don't know how. I think you got to give the players a lot of credit. You do have to give the organization credit as well, but somehow they've been able to build a player development pipeline through the G League without a G League affiliate. They've done it with a couple guys, and they're obviously hoping they can do that with Bull Bull and Tyler Cook. I do want to get to how the Nuggets view Bull Bull, what they're kind of expecting out of him next season, what you should expect from him out of next season. I got to take a second, got to take a quick moment, though, to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. And if you're drinking a strawberry sky with me right now, take a sip because Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, most people's personal favorite, the world famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. They just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. And for you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a lighthearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you who have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And also make sure to look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. You'll be able to see all the events that we have planned. And of course, we'll be drinking plenty of Strawberry Skies, plenty of Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Let's hit a quick break. More Bull Bull talk on the other side also. World Cup update from Team Serbia and Team Spain. We'll be right back. 
If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday. We are presented today by Total Beverage. Right now, BSN listeners can get 30% off their purchases of $25 or more by using the code BSN2019 on the Total Beverage app, or online. So as I was saying before the break, obviously the Nuggets sign Bull Bull to a two-way deal. That news gets reported here Wednesday morning. Why a two-way deal? Well, the Nuggets want to take the development process with Bull Bull very slowly. Uh, He's incredibly young, 19 years old, played eight games at Oregon. I did hear... An interesting note about Bull Bull that he actually stayed and finished all his classes his freshman year at Oregon as opposed to just piecing out of there like at the end of the season, which I feel like a lot of one-and-done guys do who are definitely going to the NBA. They just get out of there once the season's over, once they're out of the tourney or they don't even make the tourney. But I did hear that he did stay and finish all his classes, which is cool. But he's incredibly young. He's incredibly raw. And he's going to take a lot of development time just when it comes to not only his on-the-court game, but his off-the-court stuff. Like, he's got to build his body up now. You know, he's got to get tougher mentally. So that stuff is going to take time. And this has been the Nuggets' philosophy, I believe, when it comes to Bull Bull, since they thought they might have a shot at drafting him and trading into the second round on draft night back in May to get him. Because if you guys remember, he was supposed to be a first-rounder, the beginning of the season, he was getting talked about as a top five, top ten pick. Obviously, he slipped because of the injury and some off-the-court concerns, I think. But Denver traded into the second round and drafted him and then has been operating this entire summer with the thought in their mind that he is going to be a very long-term play. I don't think Denver is expecting him to give them anything this coming season, and I think they'd be fine if he didn't really give them anything the season after that, the 2020-2021 season. He's got the talent for sure. The numbers he put up at Oregon were just stupid. He shot like 50% from three on a ton of attempts per game. His block numbers were off the charts. There's a very short list of people who put up the numbers that he did, had the production that he did at Oregon at such an age, at such a level. The talent is there, obviously. We know that. He handles the ball like a guard, right? He he runs the floor 
like a guard, but he's seven foot three. He's huge. He's just going to take time to develop his on the court game and get in the weight room and whatnot. So there's really no expectations for him to do anything this season. I don't think there's really any expectations for him to do anything next season. And that's exactly the way it should be because he's entering a team right now that's trying to win the West next season. And he's entering a team right now that is incredibly deep. What I think is probably the deepest roster in the league. So he'd be behind Nikola Jokic and Mason Plumlee at the five. He'd be behind Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant and even Wancho at the four and whoever else you want to slide in there. There's no minutes available for him anyway. And I don't even want to entertain the thought of throwing him out there in an NBA environment this year. He should be playing in the G League. He should be getting reps under his belt. He is fully healthy, but still only played eight games at Oregon, has not played in an actual game since December. That's when his last game at Oregon was against San Diego. Didn't even make it to Pac-12 play before he got hurt. Had 20 points, nine rebounds, four blocks, two or three from three against San Diego. He was great in 33 minutes, but I've said this about Michael Porter so many times, who hasn't played a game in like 16 months, 17 months. Bull Bull hasn't played a game since last December. So January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, it's going to be almost nine, 10 months since he would have played a game. So you lose a lot of your rhythm. You lose a lot of your flow. It's going to take time for him to get that back. And I'm sure he's getting some of that back this summer. But the G League is where he really needs to get that back next season. And just on such a deep team that has such high aspirations, throwing a guy like that into a rotation in April, a rotation in March on a team that's most likely going to be playing at a really high level and have really good synergy and chemistry with one another, he can be super talented. He can do things on the court that nobody else can do. But to throw him into that on a team that's – going to be connected and playing together and trying to win games that's important too. trying to win games and get as high of a seat as they can the west that's just unrealistic to throw him into that fire really unless he's just looking like LeBron James in the G League you know which I don't think is going to be the case but just to expect him to be able to contribute this season to a team like the Nuggets, the level they're going to be playing at, and with how deep they already are, I just think it's unrealistic, and it's probably even a little unfair to him. Just like I thought it was unrealistic last year when people were clamoring for Michael Porter to join the rotation at the end of the season. I thought that was unrealistic as well, you know, just because this guy just hasn't played in games in so long. And you're trying to throw him into rotation that's been playing together all season, that has a chemistry and a synergy that doesn't get manufactured overnight. That never seemed to be really something that was realistic at that point, and I would kind of view Bull Bull in the same light right now. So I don't expect him to do anything for Denver this season. I love his skill set. You guys know that. I'm a believer. I think he can be a factor down the line, but I really have an impossible time envisioning him making an impact on the Nuggets this season, and I don't really want to bank on him or just say for sure that you know he'll have a big role in the season after that, because we just don't know. He is a long-term play. Denver's fine with that. The Nuggets drafted him with that thought in mind. They aren't going to need anything from him this year. Probably aren't going to need anything from him next year. So he's a long-term play. It's a part of the reason why he was signed to a two-way deal, so they can get him that development time right off the bat. 
And I'm excited to see what he can do. I really am. I will be watching G League games of whatever team he does get assigned to, obviously, extremely closely. You know, Bull Bull is a fascinating prospect. He's a guy with an extremely high ceiling, an extremely unique skill set. That word unique, you've heard me say that so much with a lot of the Nuggets young prospects. And I know the Nuggets don't have a G League affiliate. It's unacceptable that they don't. But the fact that they have been able to develop guys through the G League without having their own affiliate, from Monte Morris to Torrey Craig to Malik Beasley even a little bit, that at least gives you some hope if you're the Nuggets that this can be a really productive season for Bull Bull getting time with a G League team. We've also got some World Cup action that we've got to catch up on. Before we do, though, I want to remind you guys, if you're not subscribed to BSN Denver, man, you are missing out. We've got so much cool content coming up this month and next month and the month after that because by that time, Nugget season will be here. Hit up bsndenver.com backslash subscribe if you're not. Our annual subscription, it's our best offer right now. It's what most of our subscribers sign up for. $3.74 a month. That buys you a crappy cup of coffee. It's really almost 50% off of the monthly price, which is $7 a month. But with that $3.74 a month subscription, you get a free t-shirt. And we've just got a new Bronco shirt going up. We've got a CU Buff shirt up right now. The Crying Kid from Nebraska. It's been a hot seller. Make sure to get on that with that CU Nebraska game this Saturday. I think you can still get that shirt in time. But bsendeavor.com backslash subscribe. Get a subscription for $3.74 a month. You also get a free t-shirt with that. And hey, you get daily analysis, reporting, exclusive interviews, loads of Nuggets, Avs, Broncos, and Rockies coverage year-round. And this week, I'll be posting a bunch of just reaction and observation pieces to these World Cup games. Because these Serbia games, Spain games as well, these Team USA games, they're fascinating. This Serbia-Italy game was really interesting as well. Uh, So I will get into that in one moment. I do want to tell you guys quickly, though, about Piper Electric. In need of a top dog electrician? Because for over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical company in the Denver community. And if you're hiring a company to work electrical stuff on your house, I feel like trustworthy would be the number one quality or characteristic you'd look for. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the BSN back-to-school hookup and save you 20% off your next service. So make sure you guys call 303-646-6765. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. No matter if they're working at Coors Field or Pepsi Center or they're working at your house, they're going to give you that same top professionalism and integrity. So don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. So let's get into what happened with Team Serbia this morning against Italy. Game tipped off 5.30 a.m., and yes, I did get up to watch it. But it was a fascinating matchup. Definitely Serbia's biggest test so far, by far. Their first two games, Angola and the Philippines, not much competition there for Team Serbia, who figures and is definitely one of the favorites along with 
probably Team USA to take home gold. But this game was really competitive for definitely the first half when Serbia went to halftime leading 50-42 to in parts of the third quarter. Then they eventually really pulled away and won this one 92-77. The game was actually a bit more of a blowout than that late in the fourth quarter. Serbia was up by 22 points at one point in the fourth, but Italy brought it back a little bit to lose by 15 over the last couple of minutes. But the big story in this one for me it was definitely the matchup between Nikola Jokic and Daniil Gallinari. Daniil Gallinari, obviously the best player Serbia has gone against up until this point in these three World Cup qualifier games. And what made that matchup even more interesting this morning was the fact that Jokic and Gallinari pretty much guarded each other the entire game. You wouldn't think they typically would because obviously Jokic is a center. Gallinari is small forward and probably more of a power forward in the FIBA setting, but Italy doesn't have really many big men at all. And so Gallinari was playing a lot of four. And if he wasn't playing four, he even played a little bit of five. And really throughout most of this game, those two were guarding each other. So it was obviously a test for Gallinari just because Jokic is an absolute load in the post these days. We know that. And if you're Gallinari, you've got to think you need to stay out of foul trouble if you're going to give Italy a chance to win this one. But maybe even more of a challenge for Jokic because, you know, he's got to chase Gallinari off of screens and, you know, be hedging out and picking rolls with Gallinari when Italy was one of those one four sets. So it was a challenge for him. And I'll tell you this, defensively, I was really impressed with what Jokic did in this game. I think he did get subbed out for defensive purposes late because Italy kind of got Serbia on a couple just quick screen and rolls where they put Gallinari as the screener in the action and you know, Jokic had to guard that, but I was impressed with the mentality Jokic played with defensively. He was hustling his butt off on the defensive end of the floor this entire game. Definitely the hardest he's played in these three World Cup games. He didn't obviously have to exude this type of energy against Angola or the Philippines, but he had to bust his butt in this game, and he definitely did on the defensive end of the floor. So I thought he had some impressive moments defensively, And then offensively, it was fascinating to watch as well because he would take Gallinari in the post. Uh, Gallinari would pretty much shadow him for most of this game on that end of the floor. And it was a great matchup, I thought. A really fun matchup to watch. High level of basketball from both these teams throughout. And I think, obviously, the better side prevailed in the end. Serbia kind of just outclassed Italy at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter when they really pulled away. The lineup that was on the floor for some of the portion of Serbia's big second-half run, it's a lineup I told you guys that Serbia needed to go to on Tuesday's show. Jokic at the 5, Bielitz at the 4, Bogdanovic at the 3, and then two of their guards at the 1 and 2 spots. That, I think, is Serbia's best lineup. They went to it for a few minutes in this game against Italy, and they absolutely ran Italy off the floor. But Jokic in this game plays 24 minutes off the bench, 15 points, 5 of 6 from the field. He was 5 of 6 from two-point range, 5 of 6 from the line as well. Six rebounds, four assists. He was a plus eight in this game too. And then Gallinari also had a really nice game. He had a run in the third quarter, I believe, three straight threes uh, from Gallinari. Nine straight points for Italy. He really caught fire for a bit. But he finishes 26 points on 8 of 13 shooting. He was 3 of 5 from three to go with eight rebounds. Gallinari played... 33 and a half minutes in this game, and that's 33 and a half out of 40 minutes. Remember, these FIBA games are only 40 minutes long, 10-minute quarters as opposed to 12-minute quarters. So 
you know, Gallinari and Marco Bellinelli, who is probably Italy's second best player in this game, uh, they played pretty much the entire game. Those guys only got about seven minutes of rest or so in this one. But back to Jokic. I bet he's pretty exhausted right now because he put out a lot of effort in this game, spent a lot of energy chasing Gallinari around, and it was cool to see because he didn't really have to do much in those first two games to just put up big numbers. Obviously, another really efficient night for him in this one. Five of six from the field. Get a load of these stats after three World Cup games from Jokic. Averaging 13.3 points, six rebounds, 5.7 assists in just 21.7 minutes a game. He's shooting 87.5% from the field in three games. 10 of 12 from the field on twos, 4-4 on threes. If you extrapolate those numbers on a per 36-minute basis, 22.2 points, 10 rebounds, 9.4 assists per game, a 98.0 true shooting percentage. He is completely dominating this World Cup so far. I thought he might. I ranked him as the second best player in the World Cup heading into this thing. He's playing like the best right now. So it's been a great start to this thing for him. And no reason to think he can't keep it going. Uh, Next up for Serbia, uh, they've won the group now. No, they've won their group with Italy, Angola, and the Philippines. They move on to the next round of this thing where they're slotted in a group with Italy, who they've already played, Puerto Rico is also in this group, and Spain is also in this group. It's the top two teams from Serbia's group, Serbia-Italy, and then the top two teams from a different group, which are Spain and Puerto Rico. But Serbia will play Puerto Rico Friday, and then they'll play Spain, which will be a great game. Uh, Definitely the toughest competition they will have faced up to that point. Spain's a better opponent than Italy is, but they've got Spain on Sunday, uh, so they'll play Wancho, Aaron Gomez, and his side then. And we looked at this today, but if Serbia keeps winning and Team USA keeps winning, the bracket does appear to be breaking so those two teams can meet in a potential gold medal game, which I think that's what we all want to see. That's what the people want to see. So hopefully we get that game in a few weeks. Spain, like I said, also victorious. Wednesday morning, Wancho had a double-double in this game, goes for 11 points and 10 rebounds, and he actually had a bunch of key plays down the stretch for Spain in this one. They go 73-65 over Iran, kind of pulled away a little at the end, but Wancho is a key player for this Spanish side, right? He's not some scrub who's coming off the bench. He's been starting at small forward throughout the entire exhibition schedule and the entire World Cup schedule so far. And he was 4-9 from the field today, 2-4 from 3, a really solid game. He played 28 minutes. That was a team high for Spain, more than Rudy Fernandez, more than Ricky Rubio, more than Marc Gasol, more than his brother, more than Sergio Yol. So he is a central figure, a central player for Spain. So I'm really excited, really looking forward to this Spain and Serbia matchup on Sunday. I'll be sure to be up for that one if you guys are and give you guys the lowdown on Monday's show. I think that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening, guys. I want to remind you, if you have questions, be sure to leave them on bsndenver.com on the post where this podcast lives. You can access all our podcasts on the drop-down menu at the top of the site. Click on the Nuggets podcast and uh, click on this episode. It will be titled, Why the Nuggets Signed Bull Bull to a Two-Way Contract. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and leave a question or a take or, or a reaction to something I said 
on the comment section there. That comment section only open to bsndenver.com subscribers. So if you leave a question there, I'll get to it right off the bat on Thursday's show, record tomorrow. If you're not a subscriber, first off, you're doing it wrong. Secondly, if you do have a question, hit me on my email, wind.bsndenver.com or on Twitter at Harrison Wind. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Talk to you then. Before we get out of here, a quick word from Green Mountain Dental Group. As you guys may or may not know, I would hope you know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.